0: You are listening to Off The Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Off The Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 LPFM Lexington. And in addition of listening on the radio. You can also tune in to our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. Or if you aren't in the broadcast area, download the WLXU app on your smartphone device. Big show today. I have a special guest coming into the studio. Excited about that. She is a freedom rider, and I look forward to hearing a little bit more about what a freedom rider is, because the only familiarity I have with a freedom rider is that Hillary Swank movie that she made like back in two thousand eight.
0: That we but, watched actually in California.
1: We did no. I think that was the Great Debaters. Was it the Great Debaters? Yeah, with Denzel Washington. My bad. Yeah, my bad. But Amber is in the studio with me. Amber, how's it going? Banks, it's a good day. It is a good day. And I always struggle with what to come in calling you. I don't know if I should call you um, Amber Turner. I don't know if I should call you Amber Hall, which is your maiden name. I don't know if I should just call you Amber. What What do you prefer to be Too Hot called? to Trot. Or Too Hot to <laughs> Trot. Is there something that you prefer to be called?
0: I, I think Amber's fine. Is Amber fine? I mean... That's how you address me in real life, so... You've got one of those
1: middle names, though, that would really go well with your first name. Like, your name's Amber Renee. I think that has a ring to it, so I could call you Amber Renee.
0: You know, um... Bad
1: experiences in grade school with that. So, but but don't you love it when people do have those first and middle names that just go together? And it's weird. It's it's like when you hear the name being said for the first time together, those two names you never thought of it going together before. But no. it, but all of a sudden, it just sounds good when you hear somebody say it.
0: And you can't call them anything else other than. Those two names. I mean, you got. Like, you have to say both both names now. You
1: got people like Bill David. You got people like Fairy Mae, You got people <laughs> like Mary Elizabeth. You got people like you David got, Jeff. Uh, Billy Jack, Billy John. Oh, it, the list goes on and on. Maybe and on. that's just an Eastern
0: Kentucky thing, though, that
1: people call that each we'll, other by first and middle. That we do the first and middle together in unison. Well, my middle name is Neil Adam Neil, and the only time I hear people say Adam Neil is my mom, and that's when she's extremely irritated at me.
0: And that's when things are about to be not good in
1: your life. Yeah, and it, it's it's weird, too. Don't you think that people with their middle names, they try to keep it secret? I just, well, like, I don't understand middle names.
0: Like, what's the point in giving me two names? Like, you're only, like, you just asked, like, what do you want me to call you? Like, why give me two names and really make people be like... Hey, what well, you want to be called?
1: Well, some people have two middle names.
0: We had a girl in high school who had like five names, and it actually spelled out an acronym. And I'm pretty sure it was like Brenda or something like that. But like, she had names to correspond with each of those letters.
1: Oh my gosh! Well, uh, regardless, I'm going to just say Amber. I might call you Amber Renee sometimes. Let's not. <laughs> but I'll just introduce you as Amber. But Amber, we have a jam packed show. So much has been happening, and I want to start today's show off talking about the most controversial Kentucky Derby Ooh. of all times. Did you get or of all time? Did you get a chance to watch the greatest two minutes in sports?
0: I did. Yep. Um yeah, you had a good time watching it. No, I didn't. Um, you know, I love animals, so I was like, "Oh no, it's rainy, it's muddy." So
1: it was the one hundred and forty fifth Kentucky Derby. Have you ever attended the Derby in person before? No, I have. I have actually went to Keeneland a few times. I went in two thousand and four. I think that was the one hundred fortieth Derby. My math is terrible, so don't do it. One one forty Derby, <laughs> and I went with a couple friends. It was a good time sitting in the infield and. It's if you want to go have a good time and party, the derby, the infield is where you want to be. I enjoyed it, but I don't think I would ever do it again. If I'm going to go back to the derby, I'm going to have to get me some seats because you literally have nowhere to sit if you go to the infield.
0: Well, you know, watching it from Keeneland, and Keeneland is obviously a lot more watered down than what Churchill was that day. That was just too much for me, just being at Keeneland. So I think I'm going to
1: do a hard pass. So this year, I did go, instead of going to the Derby, I, I went and did the festivities here in Lexington because this is a city that there's all kinds of Derby parties. There's always Derby talk going on. So you could pretty much pick your place of where you want to go. I wanted to go to the Red Mile because it was raining, but I didn't go to the Red Mile. Instead, I went to Keeneland. It's just like a big party there. It reminds yeah. me of a costume party because nobody tells these people you have to dress up for the Kentucky Derby. No, it's just a given. It's just a given. People do. There's no. I rule. love the
0: hats. There's no. I rule. could never pull that off in
1: real life. <laughs> could you see
0: me coming down the stairs at my house wearing a big hat like that?
1: No, no. I you probably the sad thing about it is is you probably could see me pulling off one of those ridiculous suits though. Yes. <laughs> it does remind me though of a big costume party. People show up, they're dressed to the nines. Uh very rarely do you see people go underdressed to the derby. It's always underdressed.
0: And if they do if you come underdressed to the derby, you're the one that's looked at awkwardly. Like the lady walking by with like the 5-foot hat, she's normal,
1: but you are not in that situation. Exactly. If you don't have something outrageous, like an outrageous getup, it's going to be considered odd. You're the yep, odd man you're out. You're the odd man out. It's one of the most attended events in the entire world. Approximately 150,000 people attended this year's Derby. That is a lot of people to attend an event. That's a lot of people. It's not the most watched. Of course, you got the Super Bowl, you got the playoffs, you got March Madness. Those events, I'm sure, are probably watched more than the yeah. Derby. But the most attended sporting event is the Kentucky Derby. So you can imagine the traffic nightmares trying to get out of the Derby. Oh, and Louisville traffic is already terrible. So They call it the fastest two minutes in sports. Some call it the most exciting two minutes in sports. And because of this year's Derby, I would have to agree with that. It's one of the most controversial things to ever happen at the Kentucky Derby. Uh, they, unfortunately, freakishly, joined the Miss Universe pageant and the Academy Awards among recent uh, year competitions with apparent results being dramatically overturned. Ooh. So the end result there. Uh, uh, they called out the horse as the winner, but that horse didn't win. It wasn't actually the winner. The, well, it was a, it was a DQ. Yeah. It wasn't that he didn't win. He was just a DQ. So in a dramatic conclusion to the 2019 Kentucky Derby, the underdog Country House, a 60-5-1 to long shot horse Won the Kentucky Derby. Think about that. Sixty-five and one. He was the least likely horse to win the Derby, and he did. And he did. Now, that's not the name they called at first. No, it was not. The name they called at first was Maximum Security. Yep. And apparently, after uh, the race was over, some some trainers and the the owner of the of a few horses noticed that uh, the Maximum Security got into the running. Track got into the way of a few horses running, and you can't do that. To me, that's a little outrageous that you can't. Okay, so here's what I have to say about it. They're running in a track, right, horses? Yep. It's muddy, it's raining, because keep in mind, it was super it muddy. It was super muddy. And it's hard to keep your balance. If you ever have walked in mud, it's hard to keep your balance. Uh, yeah. So you imagine being an animal that weighs 1,000 pounds, and you got somebody on your back weighing 130 pounds, and you're trying to run in mud, and everybody's running two inches from you. If you veer off a little bit and go into their lane, you're going to get disqualified for that?
0: Oh, but it could have been catastrophic if, you know, something would have happened. Like, a lot of people could have gotten hurt. A lot of horses could have gotten hurt. I mean, it's... You know, it's kind of like a foul. You know, in basketball, if you get out there and you get too close and you touch somebody, what what happens? You get a foul. I mean, he just got a foul.
1: So you thought it was sad the fact that Maximum Security won and they were putting all the roses.
0: Oh, look you you know I have a soft spot for animals, so of course when all of the scandal is breaking out, you know I'm seeing all these things pop up. And someone had sent me the video, and they're like, "Oh, please watch this," and I was like. No, because I just kn- I knew that I would cry.
1: I Wait, knew it. Did you know that this is not the first time a horse has been DQ'd in the Kentucky Derby?
0: No, I did not know that. Dancer's, I thought this was.
1: dancer's image in 1968 failed a drug test. What? Well, yeah, I don't think I don't think the the horse was smoking on marijuana or anything like that i I just think that there was some type of steroid or some type of drug that the horse was not allowed to be given from his trainer or owner or jockey that it got busted with okay this was months after the derby had been uh over with wow that they DQ'd the horse never in the history of the derby had someone been stripped in front, of everybody, in front of everybody right after your name has been called could you imagine how awful that would be and you see it happening more often than not these days yep to think that you've won something and then you get up you give your speech and then all of a sudden they say like, oh by, by the <laughs> way we made a mistake you Really, he actually didn't win and really, we're really win. sorry. Oh, it would be horrible. That's why, if I was ever up for an award and they called my name, I don't think I would get excited. I think I would like, I would probably act like I do when I come to
0: a red light and it turns green. I'd hesitate for a minute, like, y'all got it together. Yeah, and like,
1: I, I would walk up and I would be like, I want to see the card. I want to make sure that my name is printed yep. on that card because it's happening too much these days. It is. Oh, the Oscars. That's the that's the big thing I think about. The Oscars, they got the Academy uh, Awards, the Best Picture Wrong. Best Picture Wrong. The Miss America pageant's what oh, stands out to me. Oh, that
0: was terrible. I was
1: watching that live. That was terrible. Yeah, it's awkward for everybody involved. It was even awkward for me. The jockey who rode Country House, Flavian Pratt, also brings home a nice paycheck in addition to the uh, owners of uh, Country House. The jockey. Uh, he gets 10% of what the owner collects, meaning Pratt gets a check for $186,000. For two minutes? For two minutes. I could do that. Yeah, for two minutes. Uh, So that number will get shaved down after he pays his agent, his valet, and uh, the person who gets the jockey gear in place, though he has to make taxes and other uh, deductions. So he does get a lot of money just for being the jockey. Of course, the owner and the trainer, they get a ton more than that. Oh, yeah. But all in all, it is pretty nice. But it was a very controversial, very controversial derby, and I did place a few bets. Wasn't lucky. My buddy uh, did all the betting for me because I've never won (laughs) at horse racing. And even if Maximum Security would have been declared the winner, I still wouldn't have won.
0: I told you though. I told you that was my
1: pick. Was Maximum Security? Maximum Security was my pick. Well, you he was favored. You was wrong. I mean. Not the first time, won't be the last. I don't know why they just don't go ahead and legalize uh, gambling here. And I don't mean to get off on this kick again because I've did whole I've did episodes about it before. But Indiana has legalized sports gambling.
0: And I actually I've seen that. It's actually. official
1: now. So starting in September, you are going to be able to bet on sports. And I don't know why they don't do it here. They've already got the red mile. What if that's not a casino? I don't know what is.
0: That's a casino. Ask me
1: why. Why? It has pop. It has really good pop. It has really good pop. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take our first commercial break. We will be right back with more Off the Cuff. Have your boots been under. She was my first poster of a woman I, ever on my wall. I
0: feel like I'm going to say yes, I did know that.
1: You did? I'm pretty sure I did know that. <laughs> she was. She was the first poster to ever be hanging on my wall as as a kid. And Shania Twain, quite possibly the greatest female entertainer of all time.
0: I'm going to go ahead and say it. She is
1: the greatest female entertainer of all time. Hey, she knocked down some doors. Hey. Not only did she knock down doors, she kicked down doors. She kicked down doors. That woman, I love Shania Twain. You know, we talked about artists before in the past that deserve biopics about their lives, movies about their lives. Shania Twain is one of them. She has had a very interesting life, a very sad life.
0: Well, I mean, you got to take into consideration, you know, she had a very terrible upbringing. And then, you know, she gets here... She makes it big, you know, she has an unfortunate incident with, was it Lyme disease? Yeah, that took her voice. That took her voice, I mean, and this woman's got a voice that's just, oh my goodness. And then her husband gonna cheat on her. How you gonna cheat on somebody your name Mutt? Like,
1: I don't even understand. I don't understand it, I don't. But Amber... A lot has been going on this week. Did you get a chance to check out the two thousand and nineteen daytime Emmys I the yeah it was interesting that the Emmys this year the daytime Emmys was not on television they are they were very modern this year they were they were, they were very millennial and they streamed the entire award show. On the internet.
0: I wonder how much of that had to do with Mario. I feel like he probably, Mario Lopez probably pushed that because I feel like he uses social media platforms and live streaming platforms. a lot in his personal career. So I just wonder how much of that was driven by him.
1: Yeah, it was hosted by Mario Lopez and Cheryl Underwood from The Talk. Mario Lopez, I feel like he is, his face is, he's more in your face than Ryan Seacrest these days. He is. I mean, you see him everywhere. Everywhere. And and now he's starting to, when you see him, it doesn't matter how many times you see Mario Lopez. It could be he could be on extra twenty twenty five years, or he could host as many award shows as he wants to host. He's always going to be AC Slater from Save by the Bell to me. <laughs> he's always going to be AC Slater.
0: I, well, I feel like maybe he's been in our face a little more because we've been stalking their social medias because of our encounter with Mark Paul. <laughs>
1: I want to pretend like you didn't even say that. I was stalking Mario Lopez. <laughs> okay, it was media. me. I was stalking Mario Lopez. But the daytime Emmys happened this week. Daytime television is great. Day, well, I say that with a grain of salt. Everybody. Has watched daytime television at some point in their life. Uh, If you've ever been homesick from school, you've watched daytime television. That was the best day, was the homesick day. You got Judge Judy. uh, You got Maury Povich. You You got got Steve Wilkos. The Price is Right. The Price is Right. Which I know a guy who went on that show and won a car. Uh, really, I do. Yeah, and I, I hope to have him on the show one day to talk about him winning that car because I want to hear what it was like behind the scenes at the Price Is Right. Me too, because I've always been intrigued. I think that would be, I think that would be something else. But daytime television, take it with a grain of salt. It can be bad, but it can be, it can be enjoyable. I think what makes it enjoyable is usually the circumstance. If you're home during the day, there's nothing like sitting down during the day and watching television. Yep. So the daytime Emmys, they are there to honor all of the TV shows that are on during the daytime, so I just want to make mention of the big winners of the night. The Lifetime Achievement Award went to Judge Judy, uh, also, very known, deserving. also known as Judy Shyland. It is very deserving. I read something very interesting about Judge Judy. So, Judge Judy has been on the air since 1996. Wow. She's been on for 23 seasons. She makes $47 million per year. But that's that's not even the what I find fascinating about that. What I find fascinating about that is she only works 52 days per year. What? There's 365 days in a year, correct? Yeah. Okay. Judge Judy... Only works 52...
0: And she makes $47 million in 52 days? That's
1: equivalent to $900,000 per workday. We got something wrong in life. I, I, I took a wrong road somewhere. Well, yeah. I mean, just I cannot believe... But, very deserving. She, I think, can be considered... Uh, a lot of people want to consider Oprah Winfrey as the queen of daytime. No. It could easily be considered Judy Shonlin... Judge Judith Scheinland could be the queen of daytime.
0: I would probably say Judge Judy over Oprah. I was more prone to watch Judge Judy as a kid.
1: Exactly. Uh, There were also some big winners uh, from the soap opera category. There we go. Now you're talking my language. (laughs) Well, so the soap opera category. Now, Amber, I did have some interesting music to play while we talk about uh, the soap operas. But... Unfortunately, I don't think this particular soap opera was a big winner for the night.
0: Oh, it's a big winner for me, though. Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. Stefano, Marlena,
1: John, Billy, <laughs> Bo, Hope. Uh, Jack, Sammy, Sammy Lucas,
0: Austin, Austin.
1: <laughs> there's got to There's There's got to be more, but there's Days of Our Lives, yeah. If you have a grandma or you have a mother, you have watched The Soap Opera. Don't even act like that you've never watched it. That's how I could name you 50 characters from The Soap Opera Days of Our Lives. But The Soap poppers were a big winner for the night. Uh, the Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series was Jacqueline McClan's Wood from The Bold and the Beautiful. Okay. Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series was Maurice Bernard from General Hospital. Outstanding Supporting Actress in a drama series was Vernay Watson from General Hospital. Outstanding supporting actor in a drama series was Max Gale from General Hospital. And outstanding guest performer in a drama series from General Hospital was Patricia Bethune. Now, is that Claire Huxtable? Patricia Bethune? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll, I'll get back with you. So soap Poppers were. They were a big winner. Uh, have you watched soap Poppers before ever in your life?
0: No, I've never. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Well, yeah. I live with my granny. So, of course. I mean, Bolton the Beautiful, General Hospital...
1: Yeah, there, Days of Our Lives. There's a ton. The only remaining soap operas still on the air is The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, and The Bold and the Beautiful. Not Passions. No. Think about all of the soap operas that used to exist. You had As the World Turns. You had All My Children. You had Guiding Light, One Life to Live, The List Another World. Well, I th- I'd forgotten about Guiding Light. Yeah. I remember that intro theme. Soap operas used to dominate daytime television. Well, yeah, from ten to four—that's what you were doing. And now it's—it's it's almost a lost art. I just
0: think that people don't know how to appreciate it. I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's like a just a long drama. Like I think that you know, when Mark Cherry done Desperate Housewives, I think he wanted to revamp, you know, your soap opera and make it a nighttime, you know, kind of. Soap opera ish.
1: I I do. And I think a lot of people today, they have a hard time sitting down for a long time and trying to focus on a storyline. They like fast. They like, give it to me now, 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 now. And soap operas. (laughs) It's not like that. It's the complete opposite of that. Just to give you an episode count of how long some of these shows have been on the air, General Hospital has produced 14,029 episodes. Wow. Okay. Uh, The Days of Our Lives, which is still currently on the air, has produced 13,588 episodes. And the most... Do you want to hear the most televised TV show of all time? This is televised TV show. And it's a soap opera. Uh, Out of all. Out of of every TV show to ever be on TV in the United States, do you want to hear the longest, what has the biggest episode count? Let's hear it. Guiding Light. Wow, I told you. That one was memorable. With 15,762 episodes. That is a lot of episodes. This is episode 262 of Off the Cuff, and I feel like I've been doing this forever. I have. I've been doing this for five years, and I feel like it takes a lot out of me. I could not imagine doing 15,762 episodes.
0: No, but I bet my granny's watched all of them. You think? Probably. Every single one of them. I would say, it was you were breaking a rule if you were messing with soap opera time.
1: Well, and a lot of people, when they worked, that didn't stop people from watching soap operas. They no. would stick their tape in the VCR yep. and record it and watch it when they got home. And I'm like, why are you watching this? You can catch up with, you can miss it for a month and catch up with everything. That's how slow-paced... Soap operas were no, but it's almost a lot a lost art. So some more awards uh, that were given out was the outstanding game show. It went to Family Feud. I love Family Feud, hosted by Steve Harvey. I've heard a lot of interesting things on Family Feud. I've done some. I've done. I've watched this documentary on Family Feud, and it was a documentary that said that. Family Feud had somewhat of a curse behind it because everyone that went to host Family Feud ended up cursed. Now, like cursed is in like elaborate something bad happening to him. So you got uh the the guy who committed suicide from... Combs. Ray Combs? Um, not for sure on his first name. I just remember his last name was Combs. Yeah. So Ray... was. It, I think it's Ray Combs. He was from Cincinnati, Ohio. And he committed suicide after hosting the Family Feud. Then you had the original Family Feud host who was the guy who used to kiss the women on the lips? I enjoy
0: I enjoy watching back then. because Richard I'm Dawson. like
1: dude that would not fly today. <laughs> yeah. Richard Dawson uh, was uh, the host there and I think he had uh, like a bad home life. I, it's all in the documentary. Louie Anderson used to host Family I Feud. remember Louie Anderson. Yeah, and Louie Anderson apparently give money to a young kid to uh, do sexual acts <gasps> oh. on him. So yeah, it was like If you hosted the Family Feud, you were going to have a downfall. Okay. And it's it's something, because everyone knows who Steve Harvey is. He's the lovable, enjoyable host of Family Feud. Everybody loves Steve Harvey. I hope that doesn't happen to Steve.
0: I just don't, I don't know. I'm I'm not drawn into it anymore like I used to be. I felt like it was just good old-fashioned fun. And I feel like watching it now, things are very scripted. I mean, do you not feel that way? I mean, watch, a, watch an episode from, you know, maybe like the 80s and then try to watch Steve Harvey. It feels very, like,
1: animated. Absolutely. It, it does. Some more awards uh, taken home was the Outstanding Morning program that was given to the CBS Sunday Morning Show. There's a mess going on over at CBS. There's a huge mess. So apparently, they're wanting to switch anchors from the CBS morning shows. Yep, doing to the, some restructuring to the CBS evening news, doing some restructuring. And what is horrible about this is I've always been a Jeff Glor fan. I really did enjoy watching the CBS <laughs> evening news with Jeff Glor. Uh, but yeah, they—he's out. They like out out. He's out. He doesn't have a job. They oh they they just. Came in one day, and they restructured and said, "We're making some changes here at CBS, and you're no longer going to be our main man." Here. And how long had he been the main man? Uh, not very long. Okay, I, so it. I feel like it's a revolving door at CBS Evening News. A okay. lot of people has been in and out. It's not been the same since Dan Rather, in my opinion. Okay. But, yeah, so they are replacing uh, Jeff Glore with the woman who won this CBS Sunday Morning Show Award, which her name is, is it, uh, Nora O'Donnell. Okay. Will be the new anchor for the CBS Evening News. Okay. Interesting. Well. That you're going to have a woman on there being your main anchor.
0: What's wrong with that? Nothing, nothing
1: wrong, nothing wrong. I had... Listen, don't be opening up a can of worms. There is no, absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'm sure she will do a fine job. I was just a big Jeff Glor fan. That's all, that's all it was. Rachel Ray won the Outstanding Informative Talk Show. Ellen DeGeneres won Outstanding Entertainment Talk Show. Valerie Bertinelli, Bertinelli. Bertinelli won Outstanding Culinary Host. I've actually watched her program before. She does make you really hungry when you watch her show. I'm going to have to watch it. It's it's good. I mean, she does make some delicious treats. And there's no way I would ever be able to cook like those people in those shows.
0: I mean, me neither, but I would give
1: it... I can give it a shot. They honored Kathy Lee Gifford there at the uh, Emmys. Everybody knows that Kathy Lee has announced that she is walking away from television. She hosted the Today Show for eleven years, and if you don't know her from the Today Show, she used to host with Regis Philbin. The show used to be live with Regis and and Kathy Lee. And that was it, also a part of my morning routine. Watching Regis and Kathy Lee. Watching live with Regis and, and Kathy. And then, uh, so they they honored her, and so after 11 years of being on Today and after doing uh, Kathy and Lee and Regis for years and years and years, she's finally walking away uh, from television. Live with Ryan and Kelly, is uh, that took home the best outstanding entertainment talk show. I like that duo much better than Michael and Kelly. Kelly. I was
0: so afraid that I was going to lose interest quickly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I am very impressed with what they have been able to do there at live with Ryan and Kelly, because that show looked like it was falling apart. It was falling apart. You had Regis left, and then they replaced Regis with Michael, and then everything was going good, and then you had all of that drama there at the show. But I've heard stories that Kelly Ripa is hard to work with. But she's good. So if she's hard to work with, you know... That is, I mean, and it's show She's business. Good. It's show business. And it's show She's business. Good. Get over it. Sometimes your co-host, you're not lucky enough to have your co-host as your friend. Sometimes your co-host is simply just a business partner, but they... I'm going to hope I fall on the
0: friend side and not the business partner.
1: So they did. Uh, have they have done... You
0: have. <laughs> I was waiting.
1: You have. You have. But they have uh, done some big things over there at Ryan and Kelly. They have definitely stepped their game up. I think that Ryan Seacrest is just a natural...
0: He... Anything he touches, I feel like, is almost, I don't want to say gold, but a lot of the things that he touches usually turn out pretty good. Yeah. So
1: I have a lot of faith in him. It almost it almost seriously is gold. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has been 30 minutes, believe it or not.
2: Schedule an appointment. Call 859 539
1: everybody to Off The Cuff, Adam Banks and Amber in the studio. So I had some complaints from listeners, and you know I'm always wanting to listen to the feedback of our listeners. I want to see what they're saying, what they got going on, what they have to say about the show. And one of the complaints that I got was I don't play enough country music on this show. Okay. And I I went back and listened to the episodes, and you're right. I have been playing a lot of old school rap. So, fans, this is for you. You requested Some alternate music other than old school hip-hop. Here's some country music. Here's a little country. Here's a little country. Enjoy it. Alan Jackson puts you in the mood for summertime. Puts me in the mood for summertime. Summertime is here, ladies and gentlemen. It is officially here. Schools are out. If you haven't graduated yet, you will be graduating uh, this weekend. I know I have to go for my full-time job because I'm a college professor. I have to go to graduation this weekend. I always love that time seeing my students that I've taught walk across the stage. It's always fun. And nothing matches that last day of school feeling and we talked about that before. We have. Just going oh, to man. school on the very last day and the summer vacation being here. It's it's great. It is great. It's the best feeling. Going to the pool. I can't wait for the pool and uh, eating outside eating outside long drives always being able to roll your windows down yes it's it's amazing so congratulations to everyone out there graduating from high school college it is one thing To start school, it sure is another thing to finish it. So I do congratulate everyone out there graduating. And Amber, even you, you know, you're in college right now. I
0: am. I am back in college full time. And I got the best news when we were in the parking lot waiting to come in. Finished uh, the spring of 2019 with
1: a 4.0. That is amazing. You know, I don't think I ever had a 4.0. This is my third 4.0 since I've been back in college. Yeah, I don't think ever in one semester did I have a 4.0. Sure you did in high school, but college? No, I don't know. So we can we can, we can ask Miss Callie when she comes in the that's studio. That's
0: true. We can ask her
1: because uh, if you guys are just now tuning in, we do have a live guest coming into the studio uh, for our last segment. So that's in about ten minutes. It's a former high school teacher of mine, and she is a freedom writer. And I do look forward to uh, chit chatting with her, talking with her, and. Getting her into the studio, but yeah, listeners have been complaining that there's not enough, not enough country music here on the station. So I'm going to give you what you want. I listen to the people, and it's now time to take a little musical break here on off the cuff, and I'm going to play you some pump up country music. And what better pump up country music can you get than Travis Tritt? It don't get no better than this. it don't get no better than Travis Tritt, and he spells it out for you, ladies and gentlemen, T R. O U B L E. I was I almost messed up the spelling of trouble. I've seen that, you, you, so I had to look to make sure I spelled it right. Don't hold it against me. <laughs> Enjoy the song. Can't get no better than Travis Tripp, baby. Cannot get any better than the man who can pump you up with about anything that he sings. Okay, so my guest is stuck in traffic, Kathy Conley. You know, you're supposed to be here like at 3.30, and here it is, 4.40, and you're not We've even We've been
0: waiting here on you, Ms. Conley. Yeah, I
1: don't understand. So what I'm going to do, Ms. Conley, is I'm going to give you the studio number, and if you have a hard time getting here to be in studio, I'm going to give you the studio number to let you call in. So... I don't know if you're going to be able to get in once I get this, this studio number out, because a lot of people like to call. So write it down, Miss Conley. Write the studio number down, 859-721-5690. That is 859-721-5690. I want you to call the studio, and hopefully... It's you that's calling and then I could put you on and we can talk about everything that we are going to talk about with you. And I don't want to spoil it for the viewers about what you're going to be talking about. So I'm going to leave that all up to you. So if you don't get here in the next five minutes, just call in and we'll do your segment over the telephone. Okay, Amber, we talked about summertime coming up. It's always an exciting time. And you remember what that time felt like. Unfortunately... Uh oh! Hello. This could be it. And you know that my if I'm strong at anything, it's putting callers on the air. So <laughs> let's see if I'm able to. Hello, are you there?
2: Hey, it's me,
1: Miss Conley. Hey, Miss Conley. Hi. I, hey, how are you? I would much rather have you in the studio, but you know what? This is the second best. How you doing?
2: I'm doing well and I would want to be in the studio too, but I won't go there while well, I'm not. But anyway. Um but I'm but I'm really like ten minutes from the studio. Okay. I'm afraid I just won't make it.
1: Uh, well, that's unfortunate. Well, Miss Conley, I do appreciate you taking the time out to come on this show. So right now you have the listeners of the Lexington Airwaves and everyone listening globally online to you right now, not to put any pressure on you. But I just want to say uh, congratulations for all of your accomplishments in teaching. Uh, you taught me in school. You were one of my favorite teachers. And uh, I just think that you are a teacher that makes a difference in the students' lives.
2: Oh, that's fantastic. I appreciate it so much. I enjoyed having you in class, and I've been teaching for, oh, I'll tell it, 23 years, uh, but it feels like about two or three weeks to me. It's just a wonderful, wonderful job, and I've just been fortunate and blessed to be involved with some awesome projects and some opportunities that, that's helped kids for all these years.
1: You mentioned to me that you were a freedom rider, and I want you to elaborate on what that is. For those who don't know what a freedom rider is, and you know you're going to be very disappointed in me, Ms. Conley, because the only freedom rider I really know about is Hillary Swank from that movie back in 2008. <laughs> oh!
2: <laughs> well, you know what, my friend? That is exactly the right thing to know about, because the freedom riders... Um, are based on that movie with Hilary Swank. Mm-hmm. And so basically there's a, a, a master teacher named Mrs. Erin Grewell, and she's the main character in the Freedom Riders Diary movie. And she um, has a program where teachers can go and train in Long Beach, California. And so I was fortunate enough to get chosen in June of 2017. I was fortunate enough to get chosen Um to go and, and train one out of 25 teachers that month. And then they only pick 50 a year. So that was exciting. And then I ended up out, out there and I trained with her and the original Freedom Riders, which they're a little older now, not teenagers. They're a little older. And I basically just Techniques on helping reluctant writers and getting kids involved and putting their feelings on paper. And it, it's just changed lives. You know, I'm from Little Knott County that you're from. Yeah. And this project, I started a project based on what I did out there with her. And it's called We Are Not Alone.
0: Oh, you know, K and I've actually and seen the bracelets for that, Miss Conley. I've seen those circulating.
2: Yeah, Amber, are you serious? That's wonderful. Yep, I have well, seen I, them. Well, you're about to see some in person too in just a minute, but <laughs> uh, I, yeah, for real. Uh, but anyway, I started this rotting program, and uh, it's actually just a community project, and it started in my classroom in room 112. And it's that thing just took off. It's just—I mean, I wanted it to get wings, and it's got wings, and now it's got wheels. I don't know where we're going.
1: but,
2: <laughs> but it's expanding and it's going and it's just changing lives. Uh,
1: Miss Conley, uh, so yes. this weekend you were—or what is th- today's Thursday? So this past week you were up in Louisville doing some training. Is that what you were doing the training for, or was that something totally different?
2: Um, well, actually, last night, I had a meeting with some uh, Freedom writer teachers uh-huh. in Cincinnati. Um, and uh, Miss Erin Grill happened to be there, and it was a wonderful experience. And I shared with her my project, and uh, she's super on board with it. And she's really, really proud of Kentucky teachers and, and writers in Kentucky. And so, yeah, that's what I was doing. And, and I'm, just, I'm just really speechless the opportunities that this career has given me
1: i think it's uh, fantastic one of the things that that teachers like to ask is um is well one of the things that i want to ask you is uh, what was i like as a student <laughs> a lot of teachers like well, to ask what was i like as a teacher but i'm wondering miss colney what was i like as a student in high school
2: that's an awesome question that I've contemplated did a lot. Um, on the, actually, I was just listening to you on the way here, and I said to my traveling companion here, I said, that's exactly like he was in school. Opinionated, awesome, and energetic, just one of those kids that I knew when you came to class. Yeah. I was going to learn something. I was going to learn something. <laughs> and I did. I did every day, and you changed my life, and I can't thank you enough for that.
1: Oh, well, that is very sweet, Miss. You're Conley.
0: being way too nice to him, Miss. You know,
2: and I'm you're, not. I'm not. No.
1: <laughs> I know. People say that uh, people get on to Amber all the time for stroking my ego, so you're really going to get some heat. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get oh, some backfire I on bet. that.
1: And we, oh, Miss
0: Amber was fabulous as well. <laughs> ha ha, Banks. I was a smart girl
1: back then too. Look, you don't have to be Look. nice just because she's on the Look. phone. Look. You don't have uh-huh. to be nice, Miss Connelly. So we have, uh, listen, how close are you to the studio?
2: Um, we are pretty close. I mean, I, I can be there if this stupid traffic wasn't going on so bad. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but probably like 10 minutes.
1: Okay. Well, cause... there might be a chance that we might be off the air, but uh, do you care to stick around on the phone? I'm going to no. take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, yeah. we'll continue our chat.
2: All right, I'll love to. If we get off, I'll call
1: you back. Okay, sounds good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back with some more Off the Cuff. Stop, stop. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also... In the studio with me, we're going to continue our conversation with my former high school teacher, Miss Kathy Conley. Our former our teacher, I'm for sorry. Our, yes, you gotta
0: Hey, li- okay, you gotta He likes to steal my thunder it. sometimes.
2: Uh, I hear you, I
1: hear you. Hey, Miss Conley, you know the show says, yeah. Off the Cuff with, who is it, what's that name? What's that say, it says oh. Off the Cuff with,
0: oh, hey, I'm a to whoop uh, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna set your um, head on fire, <laughs> talking like that. <laughs> Do you remember those weird things that people would say? Like, did you ever hear some of the things that we would say? Like, I'm going to whoop you.
2: Oh, yes, girl. I still hear it. Oh, man. People are still whooping people. Yeah. Now the new thing is yeet. Uh, Okay. I looked it up, and it's like to be excited about something. What is it?
0: Yeet. You've heard me say it.
2: Y-E-E-T. And it's kind of like yeet yeet. I am
0: entirely guilty.
1: Of saying that, That's yeah. that's that's
2: saying you. Yeah.
1: Come oh. on now.
2: <laughs> what was? I'm hip with the kids. <laughs> what was
1: something about back home? Is everybody always wanted to whoop you? Everybody wanted to fight. I've never seen no. I've never seen a school want to fight people so much. So much. I mean, I was like, geez, like <laughs> you walk in, have a blue shirt on, buddy. I'm gonna whoop, yeah. buddy. I'm gonna fight you because you're wearing that whoop blue shirt. You. Damn. But we have a similar story to share uh, together, Miss Conley. We do. I want to let you take the lead on this.
2: <laughs> okay, well, um, back in the day when... About luck, I probably should have. But I was an adult and had a job, so I'm going to add that to it. Okay. Um, I had a, a fairly new car, and... Um, so I decided one afternoon that I would go out for a bit, pulled into a little local, really, you know, hometown kind of a gas station, we'll call it, service area, and had to put some gas in my car. There I went, just fine and dandy. And when I got my, paid for my gas, came back, got in the car, uh, started it up, boom, boom, black smoke everywhere. <laughs> and I got about four and a half feet away from the pumps and no more driving. Um, and so then I realized, I called, you know, uh, the local mechanics and, and actually my dad, I'm going to tell, called my dad, and he came out and uh, he said, well, <laughs> you pumped it full of diesel fuel. <laughs> and I said, No way. So I swore, this is people of Lexington, I swore that I would never tell this story to anyone else. Well, Mr. Adam Bank, your host, walks into my class and one of the first things that he tells, they had to share a story about themselves and, well, he told A very similar story, and he's the only other person I've ever met that's done that. (laughs) So he and I are kind of like the diesel bombs. We like, you know, we're diesel, diesel partners, I guess. Unfortunately, you can tell here.
1: Yeah, everything you said is true. Unfortunately, and we are, we're like, we're like diesel cousins or whatever you want to call us, but. I have a confession. This might even be worse than diesel, Miss Conley. So oh, I t- I told you guys that it was diesel to be relatable to you because you said you put diesel in your car. I. It wasn't diesel that I put in my car. It was, was it kerosene. It was kerosene.
0: <laughs> I oh. knew it.
1: <laughs> I'm lucky I'm still sitting here today uh, instead of a big pile of ashes because my car could have blew me um. up.
2: Oh my gosh, you have killed me. This is great. I'm looking back on it, I'm so glad that I didn't know it was Kerosene, (laughs) because I would have been worried and worried and worried, did yours make black smoke?
1: Okay, so when I when I put the kerosene in my car, I turned my key, and very similar to what you described, it's like you know when you fill your car up with gas, uh, it's on the E, that little lines on the E, and then you fill your car oh, full yes, of gas, yes. and then the the line will move up to the F, uh, indicating full. Well, when I put kerosene in my car, yeah. the line went all the way to the F, and then really fast back down to the E, like it was like tricked you. No, you're not. You don't have a full tank of gas. <laughs> You got a full tank of something, but it's not gas.
0: I'm glad I know that now. I'll never ask you for help pumping gas.
2: Oh, and and listen, don't call me on pumping gas for it. Uh, but I've since, I've redeemed myself and not done that again, ever. Uh, but those are some fabulous
1: memories. I haven't either, but I have run out of gas, and nobody believes me. This only the person that took me to my car the next morning believes me when I tell this story. I ran out of gas one time, and it was I had no service because you know how it is back home. You have no signal anyway. I do, and I had no signal, and I was in college at the time, and I was on my way back home. It was like three o'clock in the morning. There was nobody out, and. I ran out of gas and I had to walk, walk away. You, did. you didn't. I had you to walk didn't. 11 miles, Miss What? Conley. Lies.
2: Are no, see, see,
1: people think it's lies. It's not. I had to walk 11 miles, <laughs> and I, I mean, I walked so much. I grew a beard. I had children, <laughs> I had gone. grandchildren. It was unbelievable.
0: Oh, God. Where did you run out of gas
1: at? <laughs> it was in Morehead. Just I was. I always thought I could oh. make it. I always think I can make it, and you got to understand something about small towns. There's not gas stations on every corner like there is in big cities. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah. I pull yeah. up to a couple that were that I thought were open, and no, they're, they're mom close. and pop shops, so they're closed at nine thirty. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh man, that's a bad story. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I hope that uh, one of the things that you remember about my class is that uh, I I never really ran out of gas. Um, being a teacher, I hope I didn't. I, I tried to constantly keep things moving and, and keep you guys learning and wanting to do things with your life. And it appears that you've done quite well, you and Amber.
1: Well, I do appreciate it, Miss Conley. And I just... Honestly, it's just, and I know it sounds so cliche. Just do what you love, and it, you can't. I can't stress that to people enough. You got to do what you love. If you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. And
2: I haven't ever worked in my life. It, it, like, um, yeah, it's just faculty meetings. I hate to say it. the <laughs> meetings that teachers have are um, are considered work to me. But you know, it is Teacher Appreciation Week, and I'm just more than excited that. Anybody would recognize the teachers. I had wonderful teachers in my life, and and just my mother's a teacher, and she's just taught me for years and years. And uh, I I just think that, you know, it's a calling, it's a passion, and I'm so glad and fortunate that I'm able to do it.
1: Ms. Conley, like I said before, you are definitely in the right field, and you are one of those teachers that many students, not just me and Amber, but many students are going to look back on and say, this is a teacher that impacted my life. So I, I thank you personally for that. Thank you.
2: Oh, no. Hey, I thank you because I learn something from you guys every day, and you changed my life, and that's what it's all about, making someone's life a different and better opportunity every time you see them
1: absolutely so
2: I, th- I think that's just what it's about and and you can do that if you do like you said find your passion and you find your passion and you do, you find your life i believe
1: well i wish you could have joined us in the studio today but having you via the telephone is the second best so miss conley thank you for calling in and being a part of the show
2: Okay, and I'm actually uh, 1.3 miles from you
1: now. <laughs> Just hang out in the parking so lot, and I'll see you at, at the I end of the will.
2: show. I don't
1: you worry. All right. All right. Bye, I'll Ms. Conley. You. Thank you. Bye. Thank
2: you so much. Bye.
1: That was great. It's always great to hear from teachers. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is about all that we have here on this week's episode. It's been fun. It's been fun. Amber, I always appreciate you coming in, doing the shows. Thank you, Banks. And you know I was just totally joking when I was giving you a hard time about my name being on the I know,
0: title. I'm just gonna you in the parking lot. It's okay.
1: You probably it's in
0: your blood. It is in my blood.
1: It is in your Especially
0: blood. Especially if you call
1: me Amber Renee. Amber Renee.
0: Amber Renee? Don't do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me Adam Neal. Tell me what you got on your mind. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Adam Banks. That is Amber Renee. We will oh. see you in the next episode of Off the Cuff. Yeah, you're looking right, looking good, looking like a woman. She's so wild it's so hard to find.